for the reading of God's word. We have come now to the last sermon of this final series of the year 2016. At the beginning of this year, we deemed this year to be a year of supernatural revelation. Last year was a year of supernatural manifestation in which God showed himself through his miracles. This year, he speaks through us and to us through the word of God. The first series of 2016 was a prophetic word, 12 messages from the Old Testament prophets. Second series of this year was a right now word, 12 parables from the gospels that Jesus gave. This final series is an encouraging word, 12 messages from the writings of the Psalms. This is the 12th and final message. The text is found in Psalms 150, verses 1 through verse 6. And we're reading from the New King James Version. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his, in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbre and dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Here's where the subject is found. Verse number six. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Here is the subject for this final message. Catch the hands of someone that's standing next to you. Bless these words into their spirit. Look at someone and say, Everybody ought to praise him. Amen. Everybody ought to praise him. You may be seated. As we enter into this Christmas season, this being the first Sunday in the month of December in this year of 2016, we are mindful of the fact that there are so many people who are going through so much. Quite honestly, there are many who feel as if there is no reason to be festive. There is no reason to celebrate. Their Christmas spirit, as someone told me last week, has been crushed. Simply because of the things that they've witnessed and have experienced this year. Perhaps someone has lost a job. Perhaps someone has had their family torn apart. And perhaps as we've experienced in this church this year, we've buried so many wonderful loved ones. Ironically enough, December is the leading month of the year for suicide. We're told that more people are depressed in December than any other time of the year. 
But I've come to declare this. There is one thing I sincerely believe that we all can agree on. No matter who we are or what we may be going through, that one thing is God is worthy of our praise. Am I in the right place? I know it hasn't been easy. I know, like me, our hearts have been torn apart. But if there's one thing we can declare on this first Sunday in December, that is God is worthy of our praise. Listen, my brothers and sisters, there are so many generic, universal reasons to praise God. Reasons that we all have in common, such as the air we all breathe, such as the water we all drink, or simply the sunlight that we all enjoy. Generic, universal reasons why we all can praise God. However, on this day, God said to me that there are also some personal and private reasons that we have to praise God. Reasons that are just between you and God. Ooh, preaching to somebody now. Reasons that nobody else knows about but you and God. Personal, private reasons. Things that God brought you through that even people who are the closest to you did not realize how close you were to losing it all, losing your mind, about to go crazy. Told the church earlier this morning, mothers of Zion, that the older I get, the more I appreciate the old testimonies of the church. When I was a young teenager, Al, we used to laugh at the old folk who used to get up and they used to testify and they used to start it out, thank God for keeping me in my right mind. And I used to whisper on the back road of my friends, Afra, Lorenzo, others. I said, what in the world is right mind? Whew, but the older I got, had my own family, my own mortgage, my own light bills. I then understood, Deacon Kennedy, what it meant to be kept in your right mind. So I said, Lord, that's my testimony. Thank you for keeping me in my right mind. Don't fool me now, but is there anybody in here that just are so grateful that God has kept you Ooh. in your right mind? Listen, listen, there's some, there are some private testimonies that deserves a public praise. Now let me slow that down to say it again. In fact, you got to help me preach this and tell somebody and say, there are some private testimonies, things that God did for you that nobody else did, nobody else would know about. You've got a story. Everybody has a story of something the Lord did that only God could do that deserve a public praise and Folk want to know, why are you praising God? Tell them, that ain't none of your business. 
but just understand there's a reason behind this praise. Is there anybody in here that has a public praise for a private testimony that God has blessed you with? Folk didn't know how broke you once were. Come on, somebody. Listen, we, we, we are real good at faking it until we make it. We, we, we come dressed up but still messed up. We come looking good, riding good, but hoping our car doesn't run out of gas. Hoping that the lights will stay on until the next paycheck comes. And folk don't understand when they see you praising God, they say stuff like, oh, it doesn't take all that. I don't know why they acting so crazy in church. But tell folk, baby, if you only knew what I've been through, if you, if, if, if you have been in my shoes for just one day, if you knew how close I came, who am I preaching to? I need to preach to somebody that has a private testimony, but you're willing to give God a public praise. Tell your neighbor, I don't care what you think about my praise, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, listen, I, I don't come to church to look cute. I come to give God a praise because you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You can't tell it. Let me tell it. What the Lord has done for me. Oh, y'all gonna make me preach. Al, I heard the church say, trouble in my way. I had to cry sometime. I laid awake at night, but that's all right. Jesus. We'll fix it. After a while, y'all excuse us. This is not the Sunday to act cute. Excuse us. Look over at somebody and say, everybody ought to praise him. Everybody has a story about what the Lord has done in your life. I don't care how dressed up you are. You haven't always been this way. You haven't always lived this way. Some of us grew up on the other side of the track. But the Lord made a way out of no way. Woo! Shirley Caesar said, hold my mule. I heard the folk the other day say, I got greens, beans, peas, chicken, rabbit. Y'all better watch out. I don't care what you've been through. I've got a reason. I've got a reason to praise the Lord. Woo. Oh, y'all sit down before church breaks out. Everybody has a story. Okay, somebody say, everybody has a story. 
something that makes us want to praise and worship God. No matter what the situation, heart is broken. Ah, uh, spirit have been crushed. Feel like how can I praise God going through what I'm going through? But I've learned it only takes one thought to remember one thing that God has done for you that makes you want to praise God. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, it hasn't been easy. It's been pretty difficult in the last two weeks. But I showed up to let the devil know that I still got a reason to praise the Lord my God. I still have a reason to praise God. Anybody know how to praise your way through it? Anybody know how to clap your way through it? Anybody know how to holler your way through it? Every now and then, from the depths of our belly, we ought to give God a Shabbat praise. You ought to just yell, Lord, I thank you. Woo. Listen, listen, it has been said that perhaps the deepest level of worship is praising God despite our pain. <laughs> Rose, I thought about you all week, baby. Frankie, I thought about you all, all week. And God says the deepest level of worship is when you are going through tremendous pain and you still can praise God. In the midst of your struggle, you can praise God. Uh, Pastor Rick Warren from the Saddleback Church, the author of The Purpose Driven Life, writes, praising God takes our minds off what we're going through and puts the focus on God. See, whenever we're thinking about our situation, then the enemy depresses us. But when we take our mind off what we're going through and we put the focus on God, when we can say, as Job declared, though he slay me, yet will I trust him for all the days of my appointed time will await until my change come. And so praising God helps us to focus on who God is and what God has done and what God can do, which leads us to our text. This 150th Psalm, such an appropriate one to conclude this series and this year of supernatural revelation. This psalm, this, this last psalm in the writings of the psalms, the 150th psalm, uh, one of my favorite theologians, the late noted British theologian by the name of Dr. John Phillips, 
he writes these words, and I quote, the climax of the great doxology, the hallelujah chorus of the Hebrew Bible is the Psalms. Dr. Phillips goes on to say, and I quote, nowhere in the vastness of the other psalm is there anything to compare to the resounding admonition and advocation of praise given as in this psalm. What an appropriate psalm to conclude the whole writings of psalms. For the first psalm, Psalms 1, was the first message in this series. Over 12 weeks ago, we began this series with Psalms 1. Psalms 1 talks about God blessing man. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of sinners. It talks about how God blesses us. But this 150th Psalm talks about how man blesses God. This relationship between us and God ought not be a one-way street. This should not just be about how God can bless you. You ought to have a relationship with God about how you can bless God. Listen, none of us like one-way relationships. None of us like relationships where we are always giving and nothing is given. None of us like relationships where people are always taken from us, but they're never giving back. I said to the church this morning, perhaps the worst attitude of all the attitudes in the world is, is not arrogance or selfishness or even egotistical uh, 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 mindsets, but perhaps the spirit of ungratefulness is perhaps the worst of all spirits. Why? Because ungratefulness means you have received and you are not thankful for what has been done to you. You know how you feel. When somebody is ungrateful, I'd rather somebody be mean to me than be ungrateful. Because ungrateful means that I got something from you, but I do not appreciate what I receive. Can I preach to somebody? Even as a parent, even as a pastor, even as a friend, nobody likes to be around ungrateful folk. Why? Because, listen, it doesn't cost you anything to be grateful. You don't have to have money to be grateful. All you need is a spirit of thanksgiving. You don't have to buy an expensive gift to be grateful, just to be grateful, just to say, I appreciate you. I recognize what you've done. How do you think God feels when we are always saying, give me, Lord, but never here I am, Lord? How do you think God feels when our next request is before our last thank you? How do you think God feels when our list of what we want 
is much longer than our list of what we are grateful for. When was the last time you prayed to God just to say thank you? You didn't come to ask him for anything. You, you, you were not asking God for another prayer request that needed to be answered. But you just thought about how good God has been to you and you wanted to say thank you. I could not help but think about Sarah, your sainted mother. And I remember watching the video, Deacon Murray Haywood, of the last sermon that my dad preached in the church next door. We asked Mother Lord to do the last announcements. And her body was being racked with pain, and it was difficult. And I saw her struggle to get up and to get those announcements. But once she got to the mic, she says, when I think of his goodness and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for saving me. How many of you, despite what you're going through, are grateful that God has still been good to you? Despite how broke you are, how sad you are, despite how tough things are, you know you've got a reason to praise God. Don't fool me now, but how many of us came here this morning not with a list of requests, but with a list of thank yous? Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for protecting me over the dangerous highways. Thank you for clothes on my back. Thank you for food on my table. Don't fool me now, but is there anybody in here that's so grateful that God has been good to you. You cannot help but praise God. I don't care who you're sitting by. They can act cute all they want, but if they only knew the drama that you've been through just on last week, they would help you praise God too. I hear a praise in this place. I sense in my Holy Ghost spirit that there's somebody in here that showed up this morning because you are grateful. Ooh. Look at somebody and say, so grateful. So grateful for what the Lord has done. Would not have made it if God had not been on our side. So in this last song, of only six verses, the phrase praise him appears 10 times in six verses. Obviously, the psalmist wanted us to catch something. Uh, in, in these short six verses, the psalmist wanted us to know that we must praise God. Here is what he said beginning with Psalms 1, the New King James Version, praise the Lord, exclamation mark. In other words, it is not a question, should we praise him? These are instructions to praise him. Can I get a witness? Look at somebody and say, I'm not asking you if you ought to praise God. I'm telling you, you owe God a praise. Come on, I, I, I know you're going through something but something in you ought to praise God. Psalmist goes on to say, praise God 
in his sanctuary. Can I get a witness? Praise him in the mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Let me ask you something. Has God been good to anybody? Has God done something for you that only God can do? Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Let the organ praise him. Let the drums praise him. Let the sound instruments praise him. Uh, come on, we ought to make some noise. Let the cymbals praise him. Let the loud sounding cymbals praise him. Now that's all right for the drums. Let the keyboard praise him. Let the bass guitars praise him. The organist praise him. Deacon Moore, I wish this was an old sanctified church. We would have had some tamarines in here. But in case we don't have any tamarines, this next praise is all right. Tell your neighbor it's all right. For the organ to praise him is all right. For the drums to praise him is all right. For the keyboard to praise him. But the organ doesn't have breath. The keyboard doesn't have breath. The drums, the drums don't have breath. But let everything in the house that has breath praise. If you can breathe, you ought to give God some praise. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, give me some room. We are about to praise God. Tell him this is a praise party. This is a praise party. Winner! Now let me hear the audience. 
tell the audience we are the choir. One more time, winner! Can the deacons praise God? Can the preachers praise God? Can the missionaries praise God? Can the mothers praise God? Everybody! 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 Y'all, come on. Come on. I need some praises. Everybody! Party. This is a praise party. This is a praise party. Y'all excuse us. I know it's been a rough year, but I still have a praise. Woo! you Dennis but I still gotta praise I gotta praise and I gotta get it out come on I gotta praise Every devil that tried to steal your praise, every hater that tried to stop on your praise, tell your neighbor, listen, this next praise is for everything that tried to hold me down. If you've been through, Tell us. If you've been through what I've been through, you will be dead since 
That's right. I need about 100 more people to come to this altar and declare to the enemy, you tried to stop me, but I still have a praise. You tried to block my praise. You tried to block my praise. all over this place. He deserves your praise. Praise takes the focus off you and puts it on God. But we don't just praise God because we're feeling good. But we praise him because God is good. And if there's one thing <laughs> this year has taught me, and that is how to praise my way through it. I look over this congregation, over the faces of people who've lost loved ones, young, young women who've lost their husbands, husbands who've lost their wives, Daughters who've lost their mother, Kwanda. <laughs> I, I, I sense that. But I've never seen you lose your praise. Woo. And if there's one thing that separates us from the world, we don't have pity parties. <laughs> the world has pity parties, but we don't have pretty parties. Listen, Tamala Mann writes, for all that you've done, you deserve my praise. For victories you have won, you deserve my praise. Because I'm free, you deserve my praise. For blessing me, Lord, you deserve my praise. I lift my hands, open my mouth, I'll bless your name. Why? Because you deserve my praise. Come on and worship. i 
the hand of someone next to you. You are holding the hand of someone else who has gone through some things also. One of the things the enemy makes us feel like as if that we're the only one who's going through this. Nobody else has ever gone through this. But what I discovered doing the lowest part of my life, when I miss my daddy so much and so hurt, was that daddy has gone the way of all the earth. That others have been through this. And God reminded me if I took them through it and brought them out all right, I'd do the same for you. So when I look on the faces of those of you who I know this has not been a good year in some respects, whew, I still see you praising God. You, you, 
you didn't have to be here today. But you came because God deserved your praise. And when you learn how to praise God through your more, most difficult situations, God will be right there with you every step of the way. It takes a relationship with God to be able to praise him in times of difficulties. He appreciates the fact that you come to church, but coming to church is not a relationship. Ooh. A relationship is when you commit yourself to the Lord. And so on this day, on this Sunday, first Sunday in December, the last month of the year, somebody in here, God is challenging you to take that next step. Ooh. Commit to something greater than yourself. Be an example for your family. After we pray this prayer, if you're here today and you want to join the church or commit your life or recommit your life to the Lord, you just meet us at this altar. God will help you praise him through all kinds of situations. Amen. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. You deserve our praise. Thank you for keeping us, watching over us, protecting us, healing us. Thank you for keeping us in our right mind. Woo. Thank you, Lord, for when the hellhounds were on our track, how you kept us. Woo. When we almost gave up, when we felt so despondent, we felt so low, you lifted us up. You told us to lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We will praise you at all times. For your word said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And we say thank you. Thank you for those that are viewing by way of internet, listening by way of radio. Thank you for those who've downloaded this service. Touch them wherever they may be right now. Have your way, Lord. Move in a mighty way. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And the church said amen. Put your arms around somebody and say he deserves your praise. Come on, if you... If you're here today, you want to join the church. You, you want to commit your life to the Lord. Come on. Come on. You want to make that commitment wherever you are. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Come on. Come on. Stand at this altar. God is calling you. Wherever you are, come right now, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lord. Wherever you are, come. God is calling you right now. He deserves. Come on, that's right. As you walk up. Come on, somebody else, wherever you are. Come on, stand. God deserves your praise. Come on, others are coming. Lift those hands all over this place. 
God's calling you wherever you are, as you are. Come on. He deserves your praise. Come on. God deserves a relationship with you. Come on. God deserves it right now. Anyone else? Anyone else? Give God a hand of praise as we tell you. 